G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SENQ. But you know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows, such as Brekkie with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. No idea. And I stay out of the dressing room, partly because of the music choices of the players. Um, and, you know, yeah. Most most clubs that want to turn their grounds into a fortress. Ours is becoming a nightclub, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Whatever makes people happy, that's fine. I've got no idea, mate. No idea, mate. You know, is it even called a DJ these days, mate? Who knows? Now, so I think you're on my page, so we'll stay away from that subject. Oh, there we go. The Postacoglu party. It is ripping through the Premier League and it is swamping us back here. Oh, you just want to be part of it, don't you? And, and don't the media, don't Fleet Street, they're just lapping it up. Ange Postacoglu, the way he's been doing it, not only on the field but off the field, that, of course, was in relation to being asked about making your home ground a fortress. And what did he say? Well, not really a fortress, more like a nightclub. There you go. That's the party you want to be part of. So was it always like that? What makes it such a party? Well, I thought the best man to talk to was uh, a bloke who's played under Ange Postacoglu, uh, won titles with them in Brisbane, and I speak none other than former Socceroo, former Brisbane Moor mentor, a mentor captain, and he had Ange Postacoglu as his mentor. Matty Mackay, come in, Matty. A very good morning to you. Do you remember nightclubs in the dressing room with Ange in charge of Brisbane? He was, uh, he was a bit more authoritarian back then. He didn't like music at all. Oh, um, really? That first, yeah, so the first grand final um, was just after the, the floods. So we were all in the in the car park. The change rooms were in the car park, that first car park when you come in at Suncorp. Yeah. So you could hear Central Coast. We could hear each other. Um, and they had their music blaring, and he, and he used that as a, a point of difference. Look at them. They're in, they're in relax mode. They're in party mode. Let's 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 not have that party. And he, we had no music in our change rooms back then. Oh wow! Okay, so what's changed then? What do you, how do you reckon he's mellowing in his in his uh, in his later years? I think kids are different these days, right? Players are different. They're um, younger and they like the different music. So um, yeah, and obviously they're on the big bucks over there. You can't stop them from from having music. He'd, he'd lose the change room. So uh, he's got them happy, which is important, um, and that's why they're. Their stadium, like they said, is like a nightclub now. Matty, ta- let, let's tap into that secret. How how did he make the players buy into that? Have the ownership make you feel happy? He made you believe in it. Yeah, he he and he preached. He, he had good sessions. Everything was planned well. Um, so as a player, if you come into an environment where things are working um, really simply. Um, it keeps you mentally strong because you're doing something different every day. It wasn't the same stuff. Everything had a purpose. You started seeing that purpose and you started seeing results. Then the players bought in and, and it made them happy because they're winning games. So um, he's done that really well already. Um, and you saw that in the, even in their preseason. They could tell from preseason they had a game in Perth against uh, West Ham, their first game. And, and they batted West Ham. They lost, but they were just creating chances. They were doing the right thing. They were trying to play 
and ball, you know, playing out from the back, moving. Um, and they did that, and that made, um, you know, that you could already see that was going to happen. So I've got no surprise, no, not surprised that they've started how well they have. What, what, what traits or, or signs have you seen that, that, that Tottenham are doing now under Ange and where he's been previously to, to what he was doing at, at the Raw? Because, I mean, we all evolve, we all move on, but, you know, there's there's sort of ways that, and, and building blocks that were put in place in Brisbane that would have seen Ange grow as a, as a coach. Can you see any similarities from inside the four walls that you experienced at Brisbane to, to what you're seeing on the park now with Tottenham? Yeah, there's a couple of things. Like tactically, obviously the game's changed. Um, you know, 10 years ago it's changed, but he's got the same principles and he'd be harping on about that, about movement, um, pressing, um, when you haven't got the ball, getting it back quick and then fast moving on the ball. Um, and that's exactly what they've done. Yes, players will go, they'll have different rotations and um, and as such, but I think his motivational talk, you know, which was my second point, that they they haven't won anything. So he's got that narrative. Like, it's perfect for him. He did the same thing to us when he came into Brisbane. He said, Maddie, have you won anything? I said, no, I haven't won anything. So you haven't achieved. So he would have done the same thing to Tottenham. They hadn't won since 2006, I think. Um, that's their motivation. Um, and then he can just ride that throughout the season. He's making them better players. It, he's bringing value to the club. Um, and he's the media darling, isn't he, really, over there? They're they just uh, they're lapping it up. Yeah, are you surprised at that? I mean, he was always he was always good with us here when he was when he was in town. He's better, isn't he now though? Yeah. He's just everything. Like I'm just tracking it now, and and um, mate, I'm desperate to go over and have a look. I'd love to get over and have a look at how he's set up and um, and what he's doing. But yeah, he's um, he's he's uh, media. Um, he, yeah, those those chats he has before games, after games, during the week, um, everyone's tuning into. So it's um, it's great to watch. And Maddie, he didn't miss a beat coming in, um, losing losing your best player, mo- moving to another club. I, I mean, for 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 many coaches, for many managers, if if you take your best player out, all of a sudden you go, what am I going to do? He, he didn't even he didn't even blink, did he? He didn't flinch, did he? He um. I'll be honest, I think he would have want, he wanted him to go when you think about it. Like, there's then less expectation on him. You just lost your best player. So he thrives on that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think that didn't hurt him at all. He would have loved to have him, and he would have, I'm telling you, he would be top goal scorer of the season for Tottenham if he was there. Um, but it wasn't a, uh, yeah, he, he wouldn't have let, definitely let, wouldn't let, let him get him down. So um, he planned other ways, and he's brought Richarlison in, who's doing a job. Um, Son's. Um, our Korean friend is is starting to score um, a lot of goals as well. So um, I think everyone's everyone's uh, who supports a Premier League club has Tottenham as their number two at the moment. And that's the thing; he's always had an eye for talent, hasn't he? And he, and he brought talent to Brisbane. He did, yeah. Um, being able to bring in, you know, talk about Eric Pardalus and Thomas Broishers and even Bessart the next year. Um, you know, he this this. Uh, millions of examples um, at every club he's done. Maybe not millions, but he um, he's been able to bring people in and and uh, improve them as players, and yeah. ultimately that leads to to more money for the club um, when they eventually sell those players. But well, that's the thing. I mean, Thomas Broish comes in and and not really well, not a household name in this country. Bessart Barisha the same, and yet all of a sudden, bang! They they are they turn into the best in the the league at the time, and 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 even the best that the the comp's seen. 
Yeah, and there's there's multiple, you know, there's foreigners, but there's also Aussie players. You know, Bratsy, uh, Luke Bratton was coming through that stage, and he's still a, you know, he's now the captain of Sydney FC. Um, but um, you know, a great, um, you know, local player that you know really developed and under Ange and and did really well. So there's heaps of examples of that, and um, everyone that got to play under him, generally, there's not everyone that's happy, but um, are happy with how their career progressed after that. If he was to get on the decks or to hit play on the Spotify or iTunes, whatever is on the music now, what do you reckon Ange's go-to would be? It's old school music. It'd be very old school. Yeah, There'd be no do- dance and no, no R&B. Um, I'm sure it would be old. Define old school. Uh, what, Are we talking what, uh, 80s, 70s? Like yeah, like probably Akadaka. And, oh, I've got no idea. You'd have to ask him. Um, it'd be along, along those um, tunes. It's him busting loose to that. Hey, Matty, uh, if you do get over there, you can be our special correspondent and, uh, rep- and report back exactly what you see inside those uh, Tottenham rooms. That would be a fantastic insight. And I'm, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that would be an absolute bucket list to uh, be part of the uh, the Postacoglu party again. Yeah, why not? I'm working on the missus now to try and to try and <laughs> finalise some dates. So we'll see how we go. <laughs> Good stuff. Mate, thank you for the chat. Thank you for taking us inside the, the world of Ange. Uh, as we said, the Tottenham boys are, are living it out and you got to live that dream with him. Oh, geez, what was that? 2011, yeah, when the first grand final came through with the flood. So, uh, uh, but uh, then uh, went on to become Title Town and that undefeated run. Actually, on that, just quickly, that undefeated run. I mean, it was setting marks in Australian sport, wasn't it? I mean, he, he's doing the same thing in the Premier League now, albeit in its infancy. Infancy. Yeah, he's just he's created um, created something so quickly. Um, you know, you thought they'd. Um, they're down and out in some games, but he just he fought, he finds a way. They find a way to fight back and get points and wins, and um, and that's what makes him so special that he can um, instill that belief in players. So let's see. I don't think thirty six is. A, he's got a tough season to get to there, but um, yeah, he's doing very well so far. Thirty six undefeated, outstanding stuff, great record. Matty, thank you for the chat, mate. We'll uh, talk again soon. Matt Mackay, a former Raw captain, Socceroo as well, but has uh, lived part of that uh, Postacoglu party. Uh, just an update coming out of the Matildas. They've just let us know that Courtney Vine has been ruled out of that uh, final Group A match of the Women's Olympic qualifiers, the Asian qualifiers, that they're in the middle of doing that now. So she sustained a hamstring injury during uh, the uh, the game against the Philippines on Sunday. Uh, she was returned to Sydney FC to continue her recovery. So uh, Emily Van Agmon and Ellie Carpenter have also departed uh, and they'll be returning back to their clubs. So uh, this now, knowing that Australia's uh, going so well, uh, they're allowing others to come through. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Uh, quiz coming up very shortly. One more clue before we get to the news at 11.